Hello, this is Margaret Terrio coming to you from Maggie's Chats Closet from Kitchener, Ontario. This is part two of um, my mom's ministry. My call to ministry. Part two. Saturday, 15th and 16th of May, 2021. It's been a great day. There's a gentle breeze blowing on the trail. The trail is filled with bikers and hikers. There's a light blue sky with fluffy white clouds like cotton candy. Inside, I'm lighthearted and songs of praise. I can't contain them. They have to come out. The air is clear and warm, and I'm now wearing short-sleeved shirts. A bright orange one, and I can be seen for miles. There's a sweet fragrance from Elmira to Floridale. A change from Elmira to Northfield Drive where the smell would overpower your sense of smell, your stomach. It could knock you off the bike as the smell overpowers your senses. The bikers whiz by. Casual bikers give a bell warning to alert you that they're coming. There's awareness that people are aware of God's handiwork. I hope and my prayer is that people will connect to God. I've been called to ministry by podcasting and I've been learning about God's purposes for my life by Rick Warren's book, The Purpose Driven Life. And I learned while I was reading the book and reviewing the notes that there are five purposes in life. You were planned for God's love God with all your heart I think about how we need to go all out for God do the best we can and I enjoy my time on the trail and at Maggie's closet spending time in prayer with the Lord on the trail and at the cottage and my closet. I'm aligning my heart with his. I find pleasureful thoughts, pleasant thoughts, come to me on the trail. God planned me. God made me. God loves me. And I love to spend time with Jesus on the trail.
My day is starting outright. I'm on the right track. I'm on the right trail. Life is good. It's not perfect, but life is good. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto the, thy own understanding in all thy ways. Acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. I'm able to love God through worship, and it happens when I'm out on the trail and throughout the day. I think of this song, and it says, May I stand, O Lord, in thy holy place. May I worship thee and behold thy face. May I be transformed by the word and my spirit and behold the day of the Lord. That song was written by Reverend Jack Hayford. The Bible says, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for men. I think of an audience of one. The main person I aim to please is Jesus. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever, anybody, believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. The other thoughts I've been thinking about is I'm formed by God. I'm created to become like Christ. I am made to serve God. My purpose is to share God's message of love with friends and family. You and I are formed for God's family. And he wants us to identify with the body of Christ. He wants us to do this by connecting in person and online. And we learn to love God, worship him. We love others in life when we remember that God is first and loves us before anybody else. Love is most important. This is why you and I are at work loving others. The Bible says, let love be your greatest aim. I am created to become like Christ. I think of the song, Lord, make my life to be like the man of Galilee with love and charity to all I meet, to walk in holiness, kindness and meekness into your image, Lord, I want to be. Fill every part of me, guiding me constantly, having control of me, O Lord.
I pray. This is my prayer. Are you following after God? God's plan to make you like his son, Jesus. We are made in God's image. We're seen of all the creation. Only human beings are made in God's image. We are like God. We are spiritual beings. We're not God. I go on the trail or at home and I call on God to help me solve problems. I have a relationship, a relational ship with God. I'm reading God's word and with the help of the Holy Spirit helps me to discern what's right and what's not right, what's wrong. We can be, I can be accountable to God. I'm made to serve God. Love your enemies. Love your neighbor as yourself. I know that when I'm biking and I'm around my friends, God has designed me to make a difference in people's lives. And as I've been thinking about why others are on the trail and whether they are thinking about God. I'm committing to living a holy life, not perfect, but to go and make sure that people become disciples of Jesus. I know my purpose is to share God's message of love through my books, my life experiences, and faith. Not church people. But Jesus, we have to look to. Where are you at in life on your journey to purpose? What is your purpose in life? Are you connected to God? How do you connect to God? Thank you for listening. This is Margaret Terrio coming to you from Maggie's Chats Prayer Room from Kitchener, Ontario. Once again, I was out on the bike trail. And when I get onto the bike trail, I feel so free and light hearted in my spirits. The weather was warm, the breeze was warm, the air was warm, the sky was pretty and blue, that sun shone down on me and I began to get hot. I stopped my bike and I took a sip of cold water. I was tired and I needed 
my physical needs to be met because I was thirsty. On the trail, I pray and I talk to God. And the song came to me like the woman at the well I was seeking for things that could not satisfy. And then I heard my Savior speaking, draw well from my well that should never run dry. Fill my cup, Lord, I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench this thirsting of my soul. Bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Fill my cup, fill it up, and make me whole. And my thoughts on the trail turn to John chapter 4. To get to Samaria, Jesus had to pass through Samaria. Jesus came into Sychar, a Samaritan village that bordered the field Jacob had given his son Joseph. Jacob's well was still there. Jesus was worn out by the trip and he sat down beside the well. It was noon hour and it was hot and he was hungry. And he was weary. And so he sent the disciples on to get food. I like it that Jesus identifies with us, with our needs, and he's there to meet our needs when we come to him. Isaiah 40, 30, 31 says, but those who have hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. A Samaritan woman came to draw water. Jesus said, would you give me a drink of water? The Samaritan woman, taken aback, asked, how come you, a Jew, are asking me, a Samaritan woman, for a drink. Jews in those days wouldn't be caught dead talking to Samaritans. Jesus answered, If you knew the generosity of God and who I am, you would be asking me for a drink. And I would give you fresh living water. The woman said, Sir, you don't even have a bucket to draw with, and this well is so deep. So how are you going to get this living water? Are you better, a better man 
than our ancestor Jacob who dug this well and drank from it. And he and his sons and livestock passed it down to us. Jesus said, everyone who drinks this water will get thirsty again and again. Anyone who drinks this, the water I will give will never thirst, not ever. The water I give will be an artesian spring within gushing fountains of endless life. The woman said, Sir, give me this water so I won't ever get thirsty, won't ever have to come back to this well again. He said, Go call your husband and then come back. I have no husband, she said. That's nicely put. I have no husband. You've had five husbands. And the man that you're living with now isn't even your husband. You spoke the truth there. Sure enough. Oh, so you're a prophet. Well, tell me this, said the woman. Our ancestors worshiped God at this mountain, but you Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place to worship, right? Believe me, the time is coming, Jesus said, when you Samaritans will worship the Father, neither here at this mountain nor there in Jerusalem. You worship guessing in the dark. We Jews worship in the clear light of day. God's way of salvation is made available through the Jews. But the time is coming, and it has, in fact, come when you're called will not matter. And where you go to worship will not matter. It's who you are and the way you live that count before God. Your worship must engage your spirit in the pursuit of truth. That's the kind of people the Father's out looking for. Those who are simply and honestly themselves before Him in their worship. God is sheer being itself, spirit. Those who worship Him must do it out of their very bearing, being, their spirits, their true selves in adoration. Father, I adore you, lay my life before you, 
how I love you. Jesus, I adore you. Lay my life before you. How I love you. Spirit, I adore you. Lay my life before you. How I love you. The woman said, I don't know about that. I do know that Messiah is coming. When he arrives, we'll get the truth. I am he, said Jesus. You don't have to wait any longer or look any further. Just then, his disciples came back. They were shocked. Their mouths were wide. Their eyes were wide. They couldn't believe that he was talking with that kind of a woman. No one said what they were thinking, but their faces sure could. And it showed. The woman took the hint and she left. And in confusion, she left her water jug. And she ran back into the village and she told the people, come see a man who knew all about the things I did, who knows the inside and out, knows me. I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene and wondered how he could love me, a sinner condemned unclean. How marvelous, how wonderful, and my song shall ever be. How marvelous, how wonderful is my Savior's love for me. And with this, the lady said to her friends, when I left the wall well that I had Jesus in, I went to the wall well, a woman in sin. When I left that well, I had Jesus within. The curse of my lips had been changed into praise. I'll never thirst the rest of my days. That man at the well, his praises I'll sing. I drank of the well, new life it did bring. My life, which was empty, is now full and free. Because of that water, God's Son gave to me. The Savior is waiting to enter your heart. Why don't you let him come in? There's nothing in this world to keep you apart. What is your answer to him? Time after time, he has waited before, and now he is waiting again to see if you're willing to open the door. Oh, 
to come in. What is your answer to Jesus? Since Jesus came into my heart, I have joy and peace within.